All right, and I'm back with a very interesting episode uh, coming up with an interesting guest, longtime friend of mine, Luis Moreno, diehard Miami Heat fan. So we're going to just talk about a little bit of their season and about the finals. All right, should be fun, should be interesting. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. For me, uh, at the beginning of this, uh, after Brooklyn lost, I was kind of, I wouldn't say disinterested, but just a little, like, not sure where it was going to go. Um, I have my my uh, opinions of uh, CP3's past, so it's, like, interesting, or it was interesting for me to see how he would uh, go into his first finals with Devin Booker and whatnot. And then the Bucks, on the other hand, also got, you know what I mean, they got a star in Giannis, but, like, they don't have that much experience as far as the finals and getting this far into the playoffs. So, I don't know. I really just, it was the first time in a long time where I was like, I really don't know how to really um, decide who I want to win or who I think is going to win other than until, like, I see a little more of a balanced series. And after 2-0, I mean, Phoenix did what they had to do. So, I was like, all right, let's see if Milwaukee can do what they have to do and take care of home. Because if they don't, then it was just going to be, you know, obviously the Suns. But now that it's 2-2, we had a series. Um, we've seen the best of Phoenix. We've seen the best of Milwaukee versus each other now. So it's going to be interesting to see who takes the first loss at home because that's what's going to take for someone to fucking win. Um, so at this point, I'm going to take the Bucks to finish out um, this late into the game. My guy Luis has been calling it for a minute now, and a lot of people that I've been talking to have been calling it for a minute. Um, like I said, I know there's a lot of CP3 fans that want to see him win, but if at least in my opinion history shows anything he's gotten to these games big moments and uh just for whatever reason things just don't go in his favor so it's gonna be interesting to see game five and game six um at the least and i hope there's a game seven at least so i'm gonna go ahead and dish it off to my guy uh luis moreno i'm gonna go ahead and quickly ask him how he's felt about the final so far and what he thinks is gonna happen and um we'll just go back and forth on that for a couple minutes Hey, what's up, buddy? Hi. <laughs> Sorry. So, <laughs> the finals 2-2. Uh, you've been calling the Bucks, right? Yes, sir. Okay. So, after after Phoenix goes up 2-0, and now they're tied up to losing, uh, what do you think is gonna happen? And how did you how did you feel about the finals at 2-0 after Phoenix won the first games? Like, did you feel like when, what was going through your head, and what do you think was gonna happen? Uh, I, I was confident the Bucks would win their games at home. They've only lost one game at home this whole playoffs, and that was when Kevin Durant had arguably the best game of his career. And also, with DeAndre Ayton as their only big man, he's not going to be able to hold it down for an entire series by himself. Eventually, someone else is going to have to step up, but their only option after Sarek went down was Frank Kaminsky, and he was so bad that they didn't even play him. They had Jay Crowder play center, and that can only only work for so long 
And throughout the course of the series, I was pretty confident Brooke Lopez, Giannis, and even Bobby Portis would live and eat in the paint. And so far, that's what's turned the series, in my opinion. Nice. Yeah. No, I mean, for me, I mean, at least uh, they had, Sarg went down to somebody else one that I can't think of right now. But they did take two injuries pretty quickly into the finals. And uh, I felt like that was their thing going into it, was their depth. Because they could just throw hella people at Giannis. Um, and now that that's not in the equation, uh, I think that's what's been a huge difference. So, yeah, Bobby Portis for sure was really quiet in the first two games. So it was, he was a huge deal at home. Now it's going to be interesting, though, when they go back to Phoenix for me to see who's going to step up. Because Giannis is obviously going to have all the pressure on him and whatnot. And then Brooke Lopez, too. But I'm just curious to see who's going to like be a difference as far as like either it's Holiday or whether it's Portis or both. But, like, Middleton... I don't know. I feel like there's going to be a lot of pressure on him towards the end of the game if it's a big game, if it, if it gets close, if it's a tight game. Um, Phoenix, on the other hand, though, the, I think the pressure's on them. I think the pressure is, I mean, obviously the pressure's on them going back home to Phoenix. I think Denver, De, Devin Booker has to go off um, and have one of those nights that, like, that he's had in his career, and this is the time to have it now. This is, like, the time. It's the finals. It's game five. You're at home. Um, I feel like he's got a lot of pressure put on him um, through the media, all this Kobe talk. And, like, you know, it's neither here nor there, but it's kind of, like, unfair to him to be compared to Kobe so early and with, like, this much experience that he has, which is not a lot. You know, he's four games into the finals. Um, but I see the comparisons, and I see why they're happening. Um, whether he fails or loses, I don't think that I'm going to really hold that against him. But... We have seen him have some ridiculous ass kind of nights in his career, even if it was on the losing, even if it was on the losing end. So, I think something like that's gonna have to happen, and CP3 is gonna have to have one of his uh, probably most clutch games of his career for them to get past this because uh, Milwaukee has the momentum right now, even though it's a tied series and they did what they had to do. I think Milwaukee has the momentum. So, uh, going into Game Five, what do you think is gonna happen? Uh, I think the Bucks are gonna come out with the close close win not by much but they're gonna end up winning probably in overtime okay yeah so I think um, I feel like the Bucks are also gonna take it in Phoenix I think this is gonna be the difference maker now though here's the question though that I always kind of like start to have that I kind of question that I have in my own mind is all right well if Phoenix wins this game let's say they take care of home again what happens then the Bucks win at home and then it goes seven games and then the Bucks will take game seven I don't know. That's a tough one. I've, I'm predicting the series to go six. I think the Bucks win the next two. So the Bucks have to win in six. If it goes seven, you think Phoenix wins? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, with with uh, the others, as Shaq likes to say, uh, the Bridges, uh, Cam, Cam Johnson's been playing out of his mind. Yeah. If they step up, it's going to be too hard for the It's just a lot of momentum. Yeah. It's just a lot of momentum. I mean, obviously – if you're listening to this and you know me, you know I'm a Warriors fan. I've seen a home team lose a game seven in the finals, unfortunately. So, like, I know it's not impossible, but I just don't think the Bucks have enough experience. And, like, they just don't they, they just don't have enough depth um, from a lot of different um, angles when it comes to, like, probably pulling out a game seven win. So, yeah, I feel the same way. They got to go game six and take care of their uh, take care of business tomorrow, and that would be their best bet so they can win it at home. Pivotal game five. Yeah, literally. But like I said, I'm hella excited about that shit. Like, this is like, this is what I'm fucking talking about. Like, tomorrow is going to be a fucking good game. You know, it's going to be exciting. 
It's probably the most exciting game we've seen since. I mean, I would say if you're a regular NBA fan, since probably the, since the Warriors lost against Toronto. You know, this guy here's a Miami Heat fan, so you know he's a. <clears throat> we're both off. We're both coming off of a. We're both two fans coming off of a Finals losses, so you know it, it's understandable. But at the same time, it was in the bubble. It was during the weird year. So this is the first year where it's like a big game. The fans are there. Um, and at the end of the day, Miami's been around, the Lakers have been around, the Warriors have been around. It's just cool to see a different team, do two different teams, two different fan bases just like going crazy. You know, I'm like, I'm like, I remember that too. So that's dope. Now, back to uh, to Luis and his, and his Miami Heat. Uh, I want to get his analysis on, his, on the season, and then I'm going to ask his prediction for the next season. So Miami Heat, how do you feel about how things went this year? Uh, I was kind of questioning how it was going to go this year based on not resigning Jay Crowder. I thought he was a big reason why the Heat went so far in the finals. He guarded the best players and had like a fear factor to him that other teams were scared to go against him. And also he had timely buckets when we needed him. And when they traded him away, we needed someone else to step up. And I think they relied too much on Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson to be those guys. They added Trevor Ariza at the end probably because they saw a they weren't going to be able to do it. But even Trevor Ariza, he wasn't able to replace with Crowder brought to the table. And I thought that was the biggest difference. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, no, I, I, I kept I kept my eyes on them um, as much as I do every other team. And um, coming off of, obviously, of a finals loss, and I feel like, you know, losing Jay was obviously, yeah, I agreed. He's um, He's been around for on a lot of different teams. There's a TikTok going around about, like, the secret to going to the playoffs is having Jake Crowder on your team. I think Advocated did that. That's kind of funny, also cute, but yes and no. He's just a pivotal role player that I feel like if you, you know, watch enough basketball or analyze enough basketball or coach, he's one of those guys you, you want on your team. He does the dirty work and he's like, you know, his, he has a great IQ, in my opinion, too. And he just does the little things that go unaccounted for. So losing him, up, I think, was like, was a big one for you guys. Um, I'm not sure where you guys landed in the draft. I can't remember right now if you guys even had a good draft pick or whatnot. But because you guys, did you guys, I forgot. You guys got not. Did you guys make it or didn't make it this year, right? We didn't qualify, right? So yeah, same thing as us. So you guys should have had a lottery pick. I just don't know where you guys landed right now. I don't know if you remember. But with that being said, either way, uh, what do you think is gonna happen next year? How, uh, you guys going to the playoffs? Yes or no? And what are like the biggest changes you'd like to see from the front office, aka Pat Riley? Definitely making the playoffs. Definitely. Oh my goodness. Alright, here we go. We had Bam out of bio and Jimmy Butler are too good. It's just how everyone else uh, plays. They, they were the only two players that really did anything this postseason. Like I said, Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson were supposed to supposed to be what they were supposed to be. They were supposed to be really good and provide points. That's their main job is just get buckets and spread the floor. Yeah, spread the floor and make it easier for Jimmy and Bam. And I don't know, they didn't. Ju- I don't know if it, if the other defenses were just more locked in on them this year, or they just were too involved with things off the court. But well, I mean, like I for I for sure think that like you know, it was a couple of things for me. Like the the bubble helped, you know, being in the such pivotal games and on the, in the finals with like no one really around. I'm not saying that they wouldn't have played as well without. You know, with with fans during that playoff run, but 
I feel like that helps if you're a young player, you know what I mean? Like, you don't got, it's a little less pressure, so. But I think that getting to the finals so young in their career got to them a little bit and made them think that they're better than what they are, or maybe not have to prepare as hard as they used to. I'm not questioning their preparation, but but I don't know. Something something was missing from them this year. Maybe mm-hmm. it was injuries to Tyler Hero, but supposedly he was healthy. But we had a chance to trade him for James Harden in the beginning, and I was saying keep Tyler because I thought he was going to be better than James Harden in the long run. Get rid of who? They wanted wanted Duncan and Tyler Hero. And I said, no, I'd rather keep them both because I think their ceiling is is way higher. Yeah. But Pat Riley's all about winning now, and we needed them to show up now, and they didn't. Right. Making a a move wouldn't wouldn't be a bad idea. I mean, yeah, yeah, you could probably bring somebody else. You get some decent, you could probably get someone decent for him now. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, it's funny you say that the preparation stuff. I actually follow Duncan Robinson's personal trainer, and, I, and he does put in his work. And I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if it was like off season, off court stuff, but I do think, like I said, it's just the defenses for sure got a chance to sit around. There's teams that didn't even that were done playing for weeks before the playoffs. So it's like guys got to watch you guys, teams got to watch you guys, coaches got to watch you guys, and like see the run you guys were having and whatnot, and like. It's kind of like the Warriors where, like, when the Splash Bros were young and whatnot, and, like, they were just kind of almost only known for shooting, even though that wasn't the case. Defenses definitely adjust. So I feel like that was the biggest case, in my opinion. Defenses adjusted. They took away Duncan. They took away Tyler as much as they could and made it harder on uh, Jimmy, made it harder on everybody else. So, yeah. They got to kind of, like, obviously adjust their game a little bit, um, become more threats. They can't just be pull-up three-point shooters, you know. Kind of what like I feel like Clay when it was one of his criticisms at the time, especially when he was they were talking about trading him. He's just a pull up three point shooter. Like there's no way he's not, and he wasn't. So I mean I feel like that's kind of what you're saying about some of those two guys too. So hopefully that can happen. If not, hopefully you guys can get somebody better for him. Well, I don't know, whatever. But all right, playoffs it is. All right, so that's good. Good to hear. I would say the difference between Steph and those guys is that Steph and Clay were the main two pieces so right. all, all eyes are on them the, right, right, the defenses yeah. are designed to stop them uh, the defense are, are, are designed to stop Jimmy and Bam you know they're the star players even Dragic you know he was the leading scorer in the playoffs last year so Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson like every time they get the ball they should be doing their job it's not like they're carrying the weight of the team right but so if they can even be role players and yeah no, I get you that's on why that. I think it's time to part ways I get you on that no I 100% get you on that and that's true but like I said also, like I think it's kind of like what I thought, what I felt like what was originally was happening with uh, Milwaukee and Phoenix this year, where they kind of were like, it looked to me like they were giving Giannis everything he wanted, and they were trying to take away, you know, Drew, and they were trying to take away Brooke, and they were trying to take away Chris and whatnot, and it didn't really work out for them in Milwaukee, but I feel like they were doing a better job defensively on those guys, and they're kind of letting Giannis just kind of have his way, and that's not ideal for Milwaukee offensively, if you think about it. Same thing, I think it was similar a little bit this year with you guys, where it was like, we'll give Jimmy more of what he wants, but like if we take away the extra help in the on the perimeter, then it's just going to kind of expose them. And that's kind of how why you probably feel the way you feel, because they didn't probably step up and make those adjustments, you know? So hopefully they make the adjustments, hopefully they don't. And if not, see what happens. But you call uh, playoffs, so we'll see, what, we'll see about that, and hopefully it happens. With the Warriors, at least, since we're talking about our teams, um, I think, I do think we'll make the playoffs next year. 
And um, I do think good things are going to happen for us in the draft. And I feel like the ball's in, I mean, well, literally the ball's in our court. And I hate to say it like this, but I feel like everyone in NBA is at our mercy too because we got Clay coming back and you can marginalize him as much as you want because some people do on NBA Twitter. Warrior Twitter doesn't, obviously, but that guy makes the world of a difference. And I'm not going to talk about what ifs, and who, but like at the end of the day, we know what would have happened if he wouldn't have got hurt. So Clay's coming back. Wiseman's going to be back if he's healthy and we keep him. And then we got draft picks. I don't know what they're going to do with Wiseman. I hope they keep him. As far as the picks goes, like, I can really, honestly, it doesn't really matter to me. As long as Wiseman comes back and Clay comes back, we have a good, solid team to make a run. And then anything else is extra. And that doesn't even, I'm not even talking about free agents that possibly might want to come over. Um, so that's that on that. Really quick, now that I've mentioned free agents, really quick, I just want to talk about it before I forget. Damian Lillard, uh, I don't think he's coming to the Warriors. Um, I was really quick to, po- to tweet at him. His, uh, I'm never going to leave Portland because it doesn't make any sense interview with Stephen A. Smith. I thought that was funny even at the time he did it. Like, I got a lot of love for Damian Lillard. I got a lot of respect for him. Um, I think he's a great player. and I, you know, But he's, he's interesting sometimes because I feel like at the time it's like, bro, you, don't, you didn't need to like... I feel like sometimes players overexpress their opinions on some things that you don't need to. And if you even Clay, even uh, Kevin Durant was, a, was, a, was called out for that when LeBron went to Miami. And then they reminded him of that when he came to us. But either way, now Dame is in a situation where, like, all of a sudden you're leaving Portland. So that's kind of interesting to me um, because I thought we would never leave Portland. Well, look, at the end of the day, I get Portland has a good organization and they got good players and they usually play good ball. Um, but a lot of guys don't necessarily want to go to Portland. That's just the reality of it. So I'm not talking, throwing shade. I'm just speaking. I'm just speaking facts. So. You were never going to win. He was never going to win in Portland. You know, he was going to have great runs and make it far. But, like, it's a, until somebody of his caliber came over, that was it. And nobody of his caliber was ever going to come over. And CJ McCollum is nice and he's up there, but he's not even up to Damian Lillard's caliber. caliber. So that's, that's, the, that's the reality. So now he finds himself in a situation where now he wants to leave and he wants to go somewhere. So it's New York, the Lakers, or Miami for me. That's it. I don't really care about anything else. I don't care if he's from Oakland. He's already talked about whatever he said. What he said when the Warriors got Kevin Durant, he's not coming to the Warriors. I just, I highly doubt that. And we're not even in Oakland anymore. So I just, there's no chance of that. I saw someone talk about the Clippers. I, <laughs> all I'm going to say is don't do that, bro. <laughs> um, I really do feel like Miami's a great place to go because of the organization and the guys that are already there. Legitimately, that, that would be the immediate... Eastern Conference Finals, Brooklyn and Miami, if he goes there. There's no doubt about it in my mind. Now, if he goes to the Lakers, that's probably Raps too, only because he's going to step up when LeBron needs him to the most. And, like, we already know what's going to happen there. Um, and if he goes to New York, that's cool because he gets a chance to kind of do his own thing and kind of set his own uh, – set up his own legacy if he wants because – yeah, they made it to the playoffs this year, and you know, but they fell short because they need that extra piece, and he is that extra piece. So that'd be cool too. Um, but I'm not really sure where he's gonna go. But if I had to pick one of the three where I would want him to see him go, is New York, so that he can uh, create his own legacy. But where I think he's gonna go, in my opinion, and not because this mother, this dude's right here sitting next to me, but I think he's gonna go to Miami. But that's just me. I don't, I don't, you know. We'll see what happens. I'm not this guy. This guy knows best. I'm not a big fan of the free agency conspiracy talks. 
I kind of talk about him for a little bit, and then that's it. I hate it going back and forth. So, I, I don't know. Where do you think he's going to go? I think Miami because I think New York doesn't have as much to offer. I'm sure they probably have more picks, but as far as the future, they don't really have anybody besides Julius Randle, and I don't think New York's going to trade him. You don't think the whole, like, all oh, you did what LeBron did is going to factor into anything? Mm, it's, I don't think it's going to be as much up to him. I think it's going to be more up to Portland. Yeah, that's the thing, though, but it's funny because it's a trade situation. It's not a free agent situation. Yeah, I, like think, I, I think they'd rather have Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson than probably whatever else Miami has to offer, like, draft-wise. It's kind of like the it's kind of like Philly with Ben Simmons, where it's like, but I feel like Portland has more or has less because these teams like yeah they're in control, but at the end of the day like these players like are gonna do what they want to do. So like, well Paul George tried to go to the Lakers and the, the, he got traded to the Thunder. He didn't get to, he didn't want to go there. Right. Same thing oh, with yeah. Kawhi in Toronto. He wanted to go out out west. And they said, they said, no, we're going to trade you where we want to trade you. And they sent him to Toronto. Yeah, and look, look what happened. Yeah, so the bastards. No, we'll we'll take Lillard as a rental for how <laughs> many years he has left. Hey, you've did it. The <laughs> Miami Heat have done it before, and as a fan, you've experienced it. I've experienced it. I have no problem with that. It is what it is. Like it just, it's like that. Especially your organization has been more of like make good business moves now that a lot of other teams can't and a lot of that it has to do with Pat Riley a lot of that has to do with the Allura being in Miami whatever that's fine for us we did it through the draft and we built that but at the end of the day I know what it's like and you know what it's like as a fan and as a you know whatever to like have a player as a rental like when Kevin Durant came over anyone who was like oh, Kevin Durant, no he's leaving he's mm-hmm. gonna be gone even before the Clippers Draymond Green argument he was gonna leave at some point that was just the defining moment that all right, yep, he's for sure leaving soon, but you know maybe he would have stayed around a little bit longer. Who knows? But at the end of the day, yeah. Uh, ben Simmons is kind of a similar situation where they're trying to get, they want a lot for him, and like I think like unfortunately like I don't know how much they're really gonna get for him. You know I think they're gonna have to like understand like look, and the way I see it is like these organizations had the time and had the chance to win with them, they didn't. It is what it is. You better take what you can get before this play. This player takes it into their own hands. And we've seen different situations happen, all the way dating back to like Steve Francis in the draft. The player, you know, pouts and poo-poos enough, he's gonna get what he wants. You're not gonna get him to play for you if you don't want him to. So if they don't want to, so it's gonna be interesting to see. Uh, ben Simmons, though, really quick, I do feel like could come to the Bay. I do feel like could end up in LA as well. Um, I really feel like those are his two best options. So that's pretty much it on Ben Simmons. Get your ass in the Bay Area, bro. Stop worrying about stuff that doesn't matter. And just do your job. Because we got winners in the Bay Area and guys that know how to finish and guys that know how to shoot. (laughs) But yeah, that's pretty much it on Ben. Where do you think he's going to go, Ben? Ben Simmons, where is he going? Kings or Warriors? The Kings? Wow. Get the fuck out of here. He's not going to Sacramento. That'd be crazy, though. That'd be crazy. Um, If he did... Ben Simmons, you come to Sacramento, you will literally be the king of Sacramento. That's hella funny. Um, but, uh, yeah. You don't think he's going to Miami? Wow, what if the Miami pulled that shit off? Two superstars in one summer again. <laughs> then you'd see people upset. Ben Simmons and Damon Lillard. There's no chance yeah. of that, though. Or is there? I'm sure Spolster can figure something out. Or Pat Riley. 
Right. Well, I meant like on the floor with Ben Simmons. Oh, oh, playing them. No, I'm talking about like, can you guys even afford them? Can you guys even get them? That'd be interesting though. No, he's hella expensive. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's pretty much that. Um, we covered the finals. We covered the Heat. We covered the Warriors. Uh, last season, this season. Um, so it's gonna be pretty interesting to see what happens with the finals. Pretty uh, tomorrow at six. Game five, the Bucks, Milwaukee. We said Bucks in uh, in overtime. I'm gonna say Bucks in regulation. Um, in a close game, I'm gonna say a heartbreaker for Phoenix. Sorry, Phoenix, but I think uh, it's gonna be a heartbreak a heartbreaker for them. And I think the Bucks are gonna squeeze it out, go back home, and close it out on their home floor. As we watch Olympic basketball, Michael Jordan slamming. <laughs> I'm in that shit. Very cool. All right. That was me and my boy, uh, Luis Moreno. I'm going to post this pretty soon. Thanks for listening. And I'll be back next time. All right. Peace.